folks, Technically Golf Podcast, myself, Chubba Watson. Uh, we have officially Sonny Youngbowski is yet to join us. And we have two very special guests today, uh, Adam and Ryan from the social media golf account. Uh, they also own a golf apparel store out in Los Angeles, California, uh, where Bowski lives. Um, Adam, Hawk, and Ryan Engel. Fellas, how are we doing? What do you mean by special guests well we we don't typically have guests oh yeah you guys are actually following up uh dontrell willis was our last guest so that was that was episode one for you guys what happened to the guest booking department since then yeah it's been it's been a little slow had a couple back out uh you know had to cut ties with a few people just yeah and it's it's gonna be the right fit so strong you know we don't let just anybody on yeah you well, guys, but, you guys got my Venmo credentials, right? <laughs> we might have to start paying. <laughs> hey, thanks for having us, guys. We uh, we appreciate it. Has the two minute long intro song stopped playing? I know that that gets added in post production, but it's always nice to turn a podcast mm. on and get a. Full I think song. the I think the fade I think the fade out is uh, fifteen seconds. So yes, I believe it would have ended by now. If you like that song, you get the five-minute version at the end of the podcast, too, which I enjoy. Yes. yes. It is. You know, it's funny. We like that song so much when we when we started this podcast like a year and a half, like, oh, I don't know, a year and a half ago, two years almost. Mm-hmm. And we were like, no, nah, we're not paying for that. We'll just find <laughs> a song, you know, and then we were lucky enough to get a song from some of Chubba's buddies. And then this time around, we were like, you know, what? let's pay the fee. You yeah. get that song, yeah, so we, we need that, to. Baby. We want it. We own it, so we're giving it's it to track. everybody for free. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Sonny. You have an amazing radio voice. Take it from me, a former radio guy. Wow. I've always thought that uh, you're you've got the sweet dulcet tones of someone that uh, it makes a very enjoyable podcast. That's unbelievable to hear. I mean, you're just buttering me up right now. I that was more or less like Hawks like teeing up <laughs> for himself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> big radio guy. Like towards you, know? you, but it was really like, hey, I'm the radio guy. Let me yeah. cement that before we get started. You know, you yeah. should hear him lull you to sleep with a bedtime poem, Adam. Let me tell you, it's something oh, yeah. special. Well, I got a whole those, book of haikus over here. Yeah, for those listening, let's paint the picture. It's quite possible, Chubba, <laughs> that he did lull you to sleep. You guys are in a hotel room right now. Uh, two uh, those queen size beds uh, right next to each other. Did Sunny two fulls? Yeah. Fulls. Fulls, nice. It's getting, it was getting pretty busy over here, you know, with the golf expo. All the good ones were uh, were sold out. Yeah. So we're, well, it's not quite a motel. Uh, the rooms are, do open from the inside. Um, it's also the Fusion Bar uh, under renovations yeah, right that now. Was tough. Normally open right outside our door, but mm. it has the the feel and all of the perks of a motel. But it is indeed uh, a hotel. But yeah, we're down here at beautiful Gillette Stadium, uh, the place where champions play for the Northeast Golf Show. Mm. So we're going to walk around that later and uh, heckle a bunch of folks into giving us their stuff, I guess. I don't really know how these things work. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, trade shows but, are uh, fun. <laughs> what's, new, what's new in the nation world? I feel like the most recent piece of content I feel like you guys put out on your golf social media account was about how you hate golf, golf sucks, and it's because of social media. Would you care to elaborate on that take? Yeah, well... That, first off, was not the latest piece we put out. That video (laughs) from nearly six months ago, we just repurposed it because, as you content creators know, um, 
there's a new audience for everything all the time. The internet is a very unforgiving place when it comes to getting your stuff in front of people. So we put that out and essentially it was Ryan Engel uh, speaking to a certain segment of golf culture, which predominantly, you know, overpowers Instagram with just um, the type of immature shenanigans that make golf feel like a bro culture kind of barstool thing where you chug a bunch of slim cans and run each other over with golf carts. And when he articulated that and put it out, I think a lot of people were unnecessarily offended because they thought it was something that it wasn't or they felt like a part of themselves was the thing that was being targeted in that rant. But it was it was not against any individual. Felt attacked. <laughs> you felt attacked. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. I don't want to speak for the man. He's right here. Go yeah. ahead, Ryan. I think it's interesting how like I've, I go through my whole life and whether it's on the golf course or in business or friendships or social settings, and I never have one problem with one person. But, you know, God bless the Internet for uh, ruffling people's feather and giving them a, a angle to be offended and come back and accuse us of being this, that and the other. It's like, wow. So I can't have an opinion that golf Instagram looks like crap. You know, it's just whatever. Yeah. It's not attacking any one person. It's just like you're scrolling through all this garbage all day and you're just like, what the fuck am I looking at? You know, so I believe the video, I believe the video started with the line golf is blown. And then, of course, Adam was nice enough to give, you know, to allow Ryan the opportunity to give the definition for non-surf speakers. What does blown mean again? Blown is lame. Yeah, it's blown out. You know, golf is lame. It's like uh, golf is uncool. Yeah, let's say you're backing up a trailer or your truck trying to hook it up to the to the trailer tongue, you know, and Mm -hmm. the guy's giving you the, you know. Yeah, keep it going. A little left, a little right, and you go a little too far right, and just, it's blown. Keep go back up, mm. start over. You know, okay. it's just it's uh, it just feels like we need a reset button right now. You know, it's like everyone's just scrambled eggs, and there's just no like, I I I don't know what I'm looking at. It's like confetti. You know. So you said a great reset button there. Why is it that you want to make golf great again? <laughs> well. Um, it's the game, you know, and we're, it seems like everything's pointed away from the game, you know, and it's like, even on the pro level. And I just, I just feel like golf's popular right now with like mainstream pop culture and stuff like that. So there's just a lot of Jerry and Tom's and Wills and people from the sidelines jumping in and Hey, look, I got this brand and this is it. There's, there's no substance. There's no reason why it's all just like zany, sensationalized, like crap, in my opinion, you know, and that's not calling out any one brand. It's just like, you know, you, 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 you dedicate yourself to something and you put a lot of, a lot of uh, passion and, and, and hard work and, and love into, into what you do. And then, you just see a bunch of weird stuff popping up every single day and it's all copycat crap. 
you know how and many more jokes about the cart girl do we really need to it's read it's, on it's just it's so it's so repetitive you know and it's just there's no substance to it yeah. and i'm not that's not dissing what you guys do i mean oh no everyone, absolutely so the, my, my thing joke, is you know and, and all that when you show up at the golf course though has it really changed that much like when oh, you're yeah i you mean think so oh for sure like i i my grandfather instilled in me like you know you tuck your shirt in and you and you wear slacks and it doesn't matter you know how drunk you get just look respectful you know and so i just i do that because you know and i and when i was younger i fought it too because i was just like this surf punk you know figuring it out and then as i got older i was like oh you know you see dean martin and frank sinatra getting absolutely smashed on the johnny carson show but they're wearing tuxedos so everyone's like oh this is great you know and it's like you can get away with murder if you just at least look respectful and so you know i'm just big on that kind of vibe and dude i show up in pants and i'll get more comments than i'm wearing pants and it's like well what okay <laughs> like you know that's weird you know what i mean like so yeah it has changed a lot you know and and and, and guys are just so focused on like their score like we, we've lost the idea that we're here together to go have fun and experience it and um it's all about i mean when the pga tour is posting ball speeds on a par three with a fucking six iron i think golf's kind of lost its way a little bit like who needs to know justin thomas's six iron ball speed you know what i mean makes zero sense we've gone down this technical avenue and there's no turning back. And now it's just like whatever we can get training aids. And I just saw a great thing last night. You can buy a platform for your garage that emulates brake and it goes on hydraulics. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing, dude? You know, it's played on grass. <clears throat> yeah. But what what other things in the world just like haven't evolved over the but, last? I mean, evolves years. great. Yeah. But you, you can't be a critic about it. You know? No, yeah, I, I get where you're, I get where you're coming from. Sonny, I understand your point. What was I understand that? your point, Sonny, that there's the real life and then there's what we see on the internet. I think that's where you were going with that. That, you know, when you get into the nonstop repetitive echo chamber of people that are doing whatever they can to make as much noise as they can to get as much attention as they can, that might not necessarily be reflective of what you see out on the golf course. And that is true. Um mm -hmm. To a degree, I agree with a lot of what Ryan said, and I agree with where you were going with that. And I think before we filmed that episode, we were just on a mindless dead scroll because we have to live on golf Instagram. And it has just become, you know, it's it's not a pleasurable experience. It's more like a cringy, like, oh, my God, like we're men. And it's just a bunch of like wild, loud boys, you know, and um it just after a while, we're just like, fuck this, you know, like, because <clears throat> honestly, we're building something slow and organically. And we think, you know, that we're doing it our version of the right way. And then you just see there's like there's a lot of shortcuts to 100,000 followers and notoriety and everything. And all of those shortcuts just look and feel and sound like shit. Now, here's a question for you. Because, you know, we live in the same type of golf, Instagram, social media sphere. Um, however, I don't want to speak for Sonny, but my feed is not full of people running each other over in their carts. Like I, if I, we, first of all, we are not, we don't condone that behavior. We are not cart flipping type of people. We're very much respect the course guys. 
while being grow the game guys as well. We want golf for everyone has kind of been our mantra from day one, but have you considered not following the accounts that you don't like? Uh, 100%. And I think after that and around mute. that time, yeah. Mute is tight. <clears throat> yeah. Mute, yeah is fact. mute is like unfollowing without unfollowing. Yeah. And we have definitely done that Chuba. Absolutely. And I, you and I had a conversation offline about some of these accounts, Chuba, that are just absolute dog shit. And you guys are in, for lack of a better term, competition with them because you guys run a very, very successful uh, meme page. And of all of the meme pages, and I'm not just saying it, you guys are by far the best. You guys actually tell original jokes. You use the funniest pictures. It's stuff that we haven't seen before. So at least there's originality there and you guys your captions are just as funny as the memes and then chubby you come in with your comment that gets pinned and you guys got this nice little analytical formula going where like one feeds off of the other and sunny does a good job of inserting his personal accounts into it and it's a really well-run machine and you guys deserve all the followers uh that you get it was more just like <clears throat> not only were the memes getting repetitive, but then there were like these clone accounts where they're like, hey, I can't even come up with my own content. So all I'm going to do is repost other people's content. And if I just give them like a little credit, then I've got my own aggregated meme thing. And if you spend like 10 minutes on Instagram, you've seen the same four or five memes or jokes in like 20 minutes of just scrolling down. And we have this thing in, in the office. Something will come up and I'll look at Adam and I'll go, Guess what, dude? We're going to see this about 15 times today mm -hmm. in different accounts. You know, check, get ready for this one, you know? And it's that's, just, it's that's just, how I got to where I am. Yeah. I didn't take, I didn't, I was doing like six, seven, eight posts a day, all group chat golf memes, originals. And then everybody else was just posting them and it just happened. Yeah. yeah. Nobody yeah. makes their own stuff. Yeah. Every, if you, literally, if you just, if you literally just reposted what Zyre posted a week later, every single every single post every day you'd probably have 10,000 followers in 2 months. Right. And that would be like only 4,000 less than we've had in 3 years. And we're not in it for like the follower count by any means, but it's hard not to try to judge your success off of like the very easy barometer of it. How many followers do you have? How many likes do you get per post? And we, we don't really buy into it that much because we're doing something totally different. We're not posting like easily consumable or shareable content. It's more sales driven and, and people aren't really going to share that or interact with it the way that they would interact with um, a post tag your foursome like yours. And that's another mm -hmm. thing that I was going to get to is one it's like, you know, I can, I have the kind of mind where when someone is doing something, I try to see like what they're doing, why they're doing it, and if it's working. And so like I had just mentioned that you guys post original content, your caption is almost funnier than the joke. Then Chubba comes in with his comment and you guys have like this formula and it clearly works and it's all original and it's all hard work. The formula for the other lazy ones is tag a person that would miss this putt and someone missing mm -hmm. a two foot putt. And it's, that's the laziest fucking thing in the world because what it's doing is it's making the user, the reader, the consumer feel like they want my opinion. No, they don't want your opinion. They want your comment, which drives up the analytic. And then they want you to tag your other people, which brings three new people to their page. So you're just doing their dirty work for them. And after seeing that, like over and over again, you're just like, how can all of these marks be so susceptible to such an obvious concept 
of like, hey, guys, this is like my pyramid scheme of bullshit. It's not even my original meme and it's not even my followers. It's the people you're bringing over. it, And it just builds this giant fucking bullshit thing. And you see it a million times. You're like, God, dude, this sucks. (laughs) Basically, that's what I was complaining about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just bad at articulating. <laughs> no, I thought you did a great job, dude. So back to the video. You also <laughs> mentioned how grow the game is more change the game. And you guys are not grow the game people. Who exactly is it that you don't want to see on the golf course? Yeah, th- th- I think that's probably the biggest um, thing that's misconstrued with all that stuff. My thing is like everyone jumps on that tagline and it's just because it sounds good and there's no substance to it. I'm well, no, not. I think there is substance to it. And it's very important because if we don't get the younger generation into golf, the game is going to die. It's okay. very much run what? by the older generation. They're literally dying out. If we don't get younger people involved, golf courses are going to close. That's not good where, for the game. Where where are our younger people not getting involved in the game? Because every course I go to is fucking packed, dude. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I think in the last two years with Corona, it was a massive, it was one of the only things you could do outdoors. And there was a big uptick in, in younger people participating. But I think Grow the Game is talking about we need to get away from it being senior citizens and boomers only. Because if we don't get that younger generation hooked, then it's just going to fall down. And I don't think the younger generation is attracted to the way that that old white elitist golfer where they're the, you know, the only way you can be on the course is if you're a rich gentleman. You know, I think we have to get younger people involved. Not everyone's rich, not everyone's white. And if we don't get those people playing, then the game diminishes. Okay. And those are all great points. I think that if you look at the phrase, grow the game, it should change to make the game more inclusive. And those are two different things. The game right now at least in Southern California, does not need any sort of growing. And I've used this analogy many times. It would be like walking into Amazon and saying, this needs to be bigger. It's impossible to get out on a golf course out here. The game is beyond massive. It's overgrown. We actually don't need to grow the game. We need, we, golf, courses. We need golf courses. Mm. We need more golf courses. There is no, there's no state in the nation that has less golf courses per capita than California. California it's it's heinously underserved for golf and it's under attack right now through legislation where they're trying to close municipal golf courses and repurpose it. that's tough yeah it is tough because on paper it looks like hey affordable housing versus like you said the rich white elitist game and neither of those things are true they're not going to build affordable housing what they're going to build is a commercial development that has like four little shanties off to the side that won't be affordable at all but it gets them under some kind of legalese that makes it sound like that and then municipal golf courses, they aren't for those people that you were talking about. It's not for the rich white guy. It's for everybody who's got 40 bucks in their pocket and wants to come out and hang out and play golf and learn it. And also municipal golf courses, by definition, are owned by the government. So they're multi-use land. So you can go out there. You can go to a municipal golf course anywhere in America and walk your dog around. And you have just as much right to be there as someone that paid for a greens fee. Like, that's what it is. That's why you see foot golf out there. That's why you see people walking and not enough people know that. And so they're trying to take that space away. We are not anti the game bringing in people and saying this is for everyone. You're saying golf for everyone. We are all about that. But this notion of just regurgitating, hey, grow the game, bring the masses here. It's like, hang on a sec. The masses are already here and the masses who are going to be new to this game need a little bit of educating before they they come out here. Because I 
I learned it from my mom. He learned it from his grandpa. I'm sure you guys learned it from people. And there are certain things, there's a learning curve to golf and it's not to keep people out. It's to keep the game moving along. It's to get people to uh, tee off in order, repair their fairway divots, fix, the, fix their pitch marks, you know, putt with the flagstick in to keep it going, wave people up on a par three. So make the game more inclusive golf for everyone. Absolutely. Grow the game. That's um, it, it doesn't need to be grown right now. It needs it, it needs to be groomed, honestly. OK, I mean, that's a good point. But I think without like in order to get to the point that you're making new golf courses, you have to have the courses full already. And like I learned I didn't I never learned from like a single individual. I learned on the course about all of those things, about the etiquette of the game and. And there's a lot of life parallels too, a lot of lessons to be taken from golf that can be applied to real life that I never would have learned without playing golf. And I probably was more like uh, not intentionally disrespectful to courses or the game or other groups, but for just being ignorant and not knowing how the game's played early on, then you kind of, as I continue to play and play with people that are better and understand all of those things, I learned them. So I think without being able to give people that chance, you know, instead of taking like the gatekeepy, like you got to do it my way and only my way. And if you don't do it the way I like, I'm going to shun you turn around and show those people how to fix a, a pitch mark, you know, give them a divot tool, you know, extend the helping hand rather than being like, look, if you don't do it the way they used to do it when it was world war two, like it's over, you can't play, you know, it comes off a little gatekeepy. Yeah, but we're not we're not keeping the gate. Trust trust us. We can't we can't even get through the gate down here. And it's not a it's not about gatekeeping. It's more just about when you get through these gates, which we hope you all do. Uh, maybe don't mimic the stuff where you put your two feet behind a golf cart. Your your partner's driving, and then the other guy's hanging on the back pouring a Mick Ultra down your throat. You know, so you guys can get some Instagram clout. Maybe it's like, hey, let's just. Let, let's have a great time out here and uh, and and get out of the game what you got out of the game, which is those life lessons you were talking about. Yeah, but it, so like I think it takes a little time to get to that point. Like if people want to get into golf because they like partying and they feel like that, you know, it's the final frontier where they can openly do that outside. You know, how many how many carts do you flip and you get banned from a course and you're never invited back before you stop? You know, like how many of those people are return customers to to flipping carts or running their friends over after they make that one video? Are they constantly doing it? I feel like there's not a group out there that that's their thing. They do it at every golf course they go to, because if you were to promote that type of like social media account, golf courses just wouldn't let you on eventually. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it's that's not totally sustainable. Uh, no, it's not sustainable. So I guess it goes back to Sonny's original point of like what's happening out there versus what's being seen. And I think a lot of that rant in that video, which prompted you guys to say we hate golf as we sit inside a uh, well, you golf said warehouse. You hate golf. We never said that. Oh, I got the DM right here that says, when are you going to come on and explain why you hate golf? Well, right. That's uh, what I mean. You said it. There was the first sentence of that video. Did you ever use the word I hate golf? I said, golf. Well, no. OK, but calling golf is lame, uncool, blown. Isn't that the same thing? But what it was is golf, as in talking about the golf space. Yeah. I, it clearly, clearly, our whole um, segment on that was a bit and piece of the of the show in large, and it went over maybe about twenty five percent of people's heads. Look, sounds like yours included, but it was really you know aimed more towards the 
presentation of golf in large on the social and um, media platforms. Do you, you know, if, if you guys want to hear something funny, like, you know, you can get upset with people that take you out of context. We literally <laughs> took ourselves out of context and uh, I, and I'm to blame for that. Um, there was a thought, um, you know, Hey, we're, we're working really hard on this YouTube show. We're booking guests. We're bringing them down to San Clemente. We're dressing up, <clears throat> we're shooting a show for an hour and it's not getting the kind of engagement that's making it worthwhile, despite the fact that we think it's good content and we're having a lot of fun doing it. And we got some advice from someone who's like super YouTube savvy, which by the way, YouTube is like the hardest frontier to crack. It's the toughest nut to crack. Like people have figured out the Instagram algorithm, the TikTok algorithm and everything, but YouTube is like this whole other animal. And it's obviously the one that like you can monetize the best because you can sell ads straight into it and they do it for you. So they were like, hey, you need a more clickbait headline. You need like these these the short digestible fire clips and everything. And we're like, oh, OK, cool. You know, mm -hmm. so like I found this rant of Brian. Perfect. That's like, exactly what I thought when I heard it. I was like, it's like, the hey, best this thing they could have done. Best thing they could have put out. Yeah. And I was like, this will be perfect. And so we put it out and um, we know what was said before and after that. And I know where his heart is and I know what he's trying to say. And most of our followers know what he's trying to say. But then again, we are kind of preaching to the choir. Our followers have been groomed for years on like our tastes and everything like that. But it started to get shared amongst people who don't really understand like our heart or what we're about. And it came off in a way that I don't think either one of us liked the perception that people who don't know us that well were getting from it. And we slid into a bunch of people's DMs looking to instantly correct that and say, look, we're not attacking you. We're kind of attacking the bro stool, bar stool uh, way of like showcasing golf. And, um, you know, those conversations were important for us to have. And it's why we showed up today at six in the morning, our time to, to talk to you guys about it, because it's important for us to kind of explain where we're coming from. And I'm happy that we're having this dialogue. I mean, it's a, a clothing brand that like really salutes tradition talking to a, a creator of memes. And I think like there's a ton of common ground here. And I think these are the important conversations to have for sure. And because we're understanding your side and I hope you're understanding our side too. Yeah. You just, you used a word in that last, uh, uh, and I just can't remember what it was. I had it from grabbing onto it for so long and I actually liked it. It was the way that, that, uh, you know, golf is, consumed by people is just to me th that's my biggest thing like it's different everybody knows that it's exaggerated a little bit when you're out there like watching it on social media you know and you're looking at memes like you're just trying to make people laugh or like send something to their friend but when you're actually out on the golf course i i've never seen i've worked at courses in every job i've been playing every day all summer for years and like I've never seen a cart flipped. I never see people listening to their music like too loud. And it might be different on the West Coast. This is New England. I don't know. It could be different out there. But here it's still like they're still holding on to a lot of that stuff. So what I see on the social media uh, is just completely different than what you see when you get out there. And I think most people understand that. I agree with the first half and that, yes, you're right. It is different what you see on social media and what you uh, see on the golf course. The second half, I partly agree with that people understand that, 
you know, we have such an influx to the game right now, post pandemic. So many people are coming into it. Golf is super cool. You can find like your 15 seconds of fame. You can go scream at people and yell, smack that shit, waggle that shit and get 700,000 followers. You can tell really horrible jokes on the tee box to try to get someone to back off and go hit 50 (laughs) golf balls in 50 States and just blow up. And so what, what, um, what, what, what I'm, what I'm more concerned about, Sonny, is like that the new people coming in see that stuff. And while me and you can discern what's real and what's not and what's exaggerated and what's not, is these people who are new to it see it and go, damn, this is the way to do it. Next time I go out with my buddies, I'm going to tell popsicle stick jokes to try to get them to back off of their tee shot. And it's like, dude, that's fucking lame, man. That's lame. And I'm sick of watching it here. And I sure as hell don't want to see it out there. Totally, but that's going to come out in the wash, right? Like, I mean, that's going to end at some point. New kids, I mean, like you said, like new kids see it, they get involved. How, like, you do, maybe you get paired up with a random single. Maybe there's a group on the tee box. Like, someone's going to put you in your place eventually. You flip a cart, you're going to get banned from the course. You know, it's going to happen. Like, I've, I've, seen, I've seen one cart go down in real life, and it was like uh, – I play a resort course and they bring up big, I think this group was like 120 bros, uh, you know, uncles, grandpas, dads, big family group. They come up every year. They do a little Ryder cup. I think they had played two rounds that day. It was around twilight. And this dude probably like mid thirties uh, went back out with another guy, uh, hit his drive. I was on the adjacent fairway. He passed his ball and he probably peppered it a little too hard on the, on the U-turn and the cart went down. I don't, you know, he didn't do it on purpose. He wasn't filming it. I watched the whole thing. Honestly, it was kind of funny. You know, it was an accident. I laughed. When it happened, I laughed. There was no damage to the course, no damage to the cart. That's the only time I've ever seen a cart go down. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I, I, I just like very organically caught a good laugh about it. You know, it's again, yeah. not something we we're not jumping carts into bunkers and putting them into ponds and stuff, but like, I think it like I didn't have I just went about my round when I saw that. How I didn't go into the pro shop and say, hey, these guys got to get out of here. You got to you got to kick these guys off the course. Like, it's just I saw it happen. It's not something I would do. I laughed and I went about my day. Yeah, that would probably be pretty funny to witness in real life if it was, you know, an organic accident like that, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, um. I agree. Uh, and, and two of my other friends were in a different cart and they were us trying to tell us something and they didn't realize that they were driving straight into a 10 foot bunker. And then they just went in and it wasn't on purpose, but it, it was like a cartoon where you just see someone driving right off the side of a cliff. And uh, we, we self-reported instantly because what are you going to do? It's over. Your cart is 18 feet down in a bunker. Um, and yeah, that, that was funny. We just didn't turn it into content and ask people to tag their foursome after it was beached, you know? <laughs> so anyway, boys, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, no, I, so it seems, it seems like you guys were more just coming out the way that, that people are, are teeing up golf for people on social media and like, getting it out to the world rather than not not going just people who like to play a hoodie um, no or, I mean, or do you obviously you know, everyone has their own tastes and stuff you know yeah. and and just like if i'm gonna wear slacks to muni and someone makes a 
like, whoa, pants today. It's like, well, what the fuck? Are you going swimming later? You know, <laughs> like you, you can definitely make fun of each other's outfit. And doesn't mean that I don't want to grow the game or I want to exclude it from people. It's just like, let, let's get over like jumping to conclusions here. You know, at, at the end of the day, you know, if, if we we continue to promote golf in large the way we are just to get the masses to join, it's like you're, you're just you're just promoting people to be selfish on the course, you know, and and yeah, I guess they can eventually learn by being reprimanded down the line. But, you know, golf in in part, in my opinion, and I think the ethos of our brand and kind of our mission at large is that, you know, it's about the fellowship. It's about your playing partners. It's about the experience you're sharing on the course. And whether it's you throwing a temper tantrum or playing music too loud or just being a fucking idiot, you know, you never want your experience to take from the other playing partner's experience. That's why you, you know, shut your mouth when he's about to hit. And, and, you know, I'm not going to go down the whole list of all the infinite little corners of etiquette, but you know, the list goes on. And, and at the end of the day, it's like, dude, I rarely find anyone who has as much fun or parties as hard as I do on the golf course, but I do it with a level of respect that's instilled in me. And I just kind of, you know, get sick of the nonsense and the noise. And so we just, you know, poke fun and talk shit on it. But it's like, like I said, no, I've never had a problem with anyone in real life. It's just on social media, you know, so um, they can say what they want. Let the birds chirp. Um, if it offends you, I'm, I'm sorry. But, you know, maybe you should get outside, take a deep breath. <laughs> Sonny, we were talking that uh, Ryan and I get made fun of more for wearing pants than we make fun of people for wearing shorts. Like, really? It comes off like we're in this majority where it's like, do it our way, do it the traditional way. You know, we're the ones like when we show up, they're like, oh, it's 80 degrees and you're wearing pants. You know? I, I, OK, I, on that note, I have a question. You played around, Adam, a few years ago. You had a red sweater on. What was yeah. the temperature that day? That Honestly, I just that's so funny that you just brought that I up. saw those pictures, dude. And as no. a, like a bigger guy, I sweat quite a bit. Like, that's why I need to wear. I need the lightest material shorts all that stuff or i will be swimming yeah no, that's when i saw you in that fucking sweater that's I, like, i know california can be a little mild sometimes especially la where you guys live um but what what was the temperature that day was hang that on, was there, what were we doing with were you Dude, hang on, hang on, just, real quick real quick hang that thought he loves to do this bit he where does. he assigns <laughs> everyone in California to LA because he knows. I already got that. Everyone else, first five seconds. Everyone outside of LA hates LA, yeah. so he likes. Which is probably why there. Young Bowski's not on here because he's in LA traffic right now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, That's a good point. But yeah, it's funny you said that because we were just looking at some um, like post boosting ideas and shit. So I was going way down our feed looking at old photos last night. And I came across that photo of him and that stupid red sweater sitting in front of some log, just going like that morning when he pulled up to the golf course, I looked at him. I was just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like that is the brightest red. It's like, I can't even, I don't even think there's a Pantone for that red. It was so bright. It looks like he, he resurrected Mr. Rogers from the dead and yes. dragged him to the golf course. I swear to God, it was 85 degrees that day. <laughs> Dude, did you play the whole round with that? The whole on? round. The whole oh round. And I kept going, what, like, are you going to peel that thing off or what, Hawk? And he's just like, I don't know, man. I feel like it's helping my swing or I don't even know. What. <laughs> <laughs> Were you he not, did you not sweat through that? 
No, I was I was dying. Um, <laughs> but, it was a dry heat, though. Yeah. So what's happening to me in my 30s is I'm getting uncomfortably chubby. Like it's it's <laughs> I, I don't like it. It's not fun. I used to look at pictures of myself from like age 17 to 29. And I'm I was like, looking pictures of you like a year ago. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, dude, I look good. And, and I don't anymore. And so whenever I can put on anything that hides, like, you know, the beer belly or man boobs or anything like that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll do it. And then I'll put up with people saying, well, it's a little hot for a sweater. I'm like, yeah, I I feel, I I, I feel better. (laughs) You got to do that. Yeah. It's all the the layers. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. Mm -hmm. Uh, Find a good outer layer. You got to keep it on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I actually was, you know, how I, I'm sure, Sonny, you think in memes, and I don't mean that as an insult, but no, like, I hey, do. how can I turn this into a meme? Because mm-hmm. I was so active on Twitter for so long with my old job, like my brain thinks in tweets sometimes. And I was mm-hmm. like driving home yesterday and it was 92 degrees. <laughs> and like the thought that came to my head was, this is the end of cardigan season. And <laughs> what sucks for me is like now it's back to short sleeve season and I have two choices. Like, either be the guy that never wants to be in a picture because I'm fat right now or like start working out and eating better. And I, I don't, I think I might just wear the cardigan. (laughs) Stop taking pictures. You could uh, up it to size XL and bring it into the tailor and put a nice little taper on the, uh, you know, so yeah, Yeah, you could, you could get that going for sure. Yeah. I've been, I've been flirting for a long time between the largest and the XLs. And that's a that's a tough line. It it's really like, is. You never know what some things. It's like for me, polo is the only thing I wear large in. Everything else I like to wear. I just like to be a little. You know, you feel a little better when it drapes over and doesn't clutch. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No clutch. doubt. That's a nice. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> but because we tuck our shirts in, if you're wearing something like a little too long or too baggy on you, like you start to look like a parachute. And so I am in like hell's kitchen right now where it's like i i have nowhere to go and it's um you know it whenever a camera phone comes out i'm always conveniently like way out of the picture right now the size is you, the truest form of success yeah. did you guys skip the baggy stage in like the 2000s i don't think anyone the 70s? possibly can honestly say they did you know yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i don't think it ever got too baggy you know yeah. So for me, like my baggy stage was more in elementary school when like Jinko jeans and Lee pipes were a thing when <laughs> they weren't necessarily a thing. That, right? <laughs> well, like, they were to me. They were there. But, but because I uh, spent my formidable years in Seattle, we were on the skinny jean phase like 10 years ahead of everyone. And so um, I don't think that I had the baggy stage past like the, the Lee pipes and Jinkos for sure. Mm. I'm saying even even when I was in like high school, I've seen pictures. Uh, I graduated high school in 2007. Um, just the, even like my golf outfits, yeah. very just even just the pleated tan pants yeah. that were just very baggy, yeah. you know, and yeah. uh, it's that was a tough stage. It was awkward. Yeah. You know, there's so many awkward fits from that era. And it's it funny how little like, chubby boys, though. Yeah, it's funny how. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wish we could no go doubt. back to that. But there's stage. a one of our good friends is bringing back that stage. Uh, Cole Young of Metalwood Studio is while we're focused on like the 50s and 60s, 
uh, he's very focused on the nineties and he's, he's bringing that back to the golf space. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of him, but like, I, doesn't he have some pleated pants in his repertoire? Yeah. He, you know, he's definitely cherry picking the, the good stuff from, from that era. And mm -hmm. he's got a really fashion forward kind of eye and aesthetic. So he does it, he does a good job with it, but you know, some of it's just like, you know, when MJ used to wear those tiny Oakley's that were made out of like basketball material and just yeah. like he was from fucking outer space, you know, you're just like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So 50 60, that is your cutoff is 1969. We were wondering what the cutoff was. No, actually I, we just had a customer come in yet yesterday. Cause we offer local pickup and if they come in, we offer them a cigar and a, and a little pour of scotch and we sit down and have a conversation, and turn our phones off for a minute. And, that's kind of like part of the experience that we offer some of our guys. And, and we definitely have some repeat guys who come by and that one dude who, uh, um, the hockey player with the long hair, yeah. Zach, I think is his name. Uh -huh. He came by yesterday and he brought a bottle of wild Turkey. And, and, uh, so we were just kind of shooting the shit and, um, sorry, does he, he play in the NHL? No, I think he played college hockey, but, um, okay, he definitely wild looked, Turkey for an he, NHL player. No. Yeah. He, he definitely, uh, you know, a smaller guy, a little unassuming, but you get that vibe where you're like, wouldn't want to fight him, you know? Mm, right. Yeah. Like, they're scrappy. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't, you're like, we're going to be bros. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, we were talking about that and he was telling me stories of his grandfather and stuff. And I was like, kind of went into like the era specific of kind of what you're discussing. And realistically, the brand is more towards like, those 50s, 60s, you know, kind of World War II era guys who kind of like found a little success post-war and had some money and dressed nice, like they obviously weren't hippies and wearing scarves and shit. Those guys went through the 70s and wore absolutely just garbage bell bottoms and white belts and just like whatever. And by the time the early 80s started and they were retiring and getting their country club memberships, they burned their wardrobe. And what did they revert back to? They went back to this like early eighties kind of version of like the cherry picked, like staple, very modest sixties, like pieces, you know? So you had these like kind of old guys who were still slicking their hair back if they had it um, rocking, like, you know, a hard collar and just some like, you know, mild trousers and like nice wingtips and stuff and kind of put together, but, telling you know um you know dirty jokes and and getting a little more drunk than they should and driving their golf cart all fucked up home on the side of the road you know and it's like that's kind of what nation golf is it's like because that's when i was soaking all that up from my grandfather you know i was going out to his place for easter and thanksgiving every year and just like seeing these dudes dressed head to toe in canary yellow that just look like they have been at it forever mm -hmm. you know and and uh that that's kind of the vibe of it you know it's 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 very much influenced by that specific genre you know you guys do a good job i mean just to set the scene the the paneling wall behind you there just the glasses that you guys drink out of everything about it is is spot on thank you buddy i appreciate that sonny yeah uh, thank you and i appreciate that you guys uh wanted some gear and that uh, Chubb award at your first tournament and congratulations. That looked like a raging success. You had a Thank mutual you. friend out there uh, 
you guys just call him duds. I know duds, no yeah. doc, doxed around here duds. Yeah. He came out and he shot our event too. Um, last year. Great dude. Um, a great guy. Produced yeah. us for a while back in the day yeah. on here. Yeah. Oh, he's a yeah. busy man though. Yeah, he is. Um, you know, he's on tour a lot with bands and like he came through my neighborhood and invited me to a show and he was just like working the lights and it was really cool to see him do that. Chubba and I, uh, we go, we go pretty far back. I don't know if you know this, Sonny, but we were roommates. I guess you have to refer to every place in California as LA on the show. LA. So we were roommates. Yeah, we were in roommates LA. in LA. Yeah, Chubba yeah. did a stand in LA, yeah 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 he did big mcrib guys yeah has, right? yeah i showed him the mcrib video um yeah we used to chubb and i used to make uh content together we did a podcast together what's interesting is neither one of us played golf together because there's like this time in your life where you're in those years and you're like you don't understand how much fun golf is and there's just you want to do other stuff um and so we were, we were doing that other stuff and then he left and I went and did my own thing. And then I was actually hanging out with Duds. Uh, he was visiting from Arizona and he was like, Hey, did you know Chubba's like super into golf too right now? And I'm like, really? And he like pulled up the Instagram of Chubba and of group chat. I was like, yeah, dude. And I was like, Holy shit, dude. Like, mm. look at this, you know, and um, smoke another one, buddy. We definitely played golf together. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I know we went to a driving range and did like a, a photo shoot there, but like, were we going out and playing? Like I had, a, we did I had because a... the, I, the shot, and I've talked about this on the golf course uh, on the pod, the shot that hooked me, we were playing in a round together. Oh, okay. All right. Nice one, huh? Well, yeah, no, I smoke know... another one, dude. <laughs> hey, Sonny, how are you doing uh, with, with the, the quitting of the six? Uh, good. I, I'm all, it's been about, uh, I think like four or five weeks now with just, I just went to one show and smoked a lot of them that night. And other than yeah. that, I've just, been, I've been smoking a jewel pretty, pretty heavily, yeah. but I'm on the three percenters. That's I've good. Moved down from the fives and, uh, nice. yeah. Yeah. It you feels know good. Like, I feel, I, I was just saying to Chubba yesterday to not smell when I walk in everywhere is like yeah. the best thing. Yeah. It's, it's never nice. having to worry about right, it. Totally. Plus, I can tell the doctor actually like the truth now. Yeah, I don't have to lie and say I don't smoke. I just actually. Yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. Um, you guys were uh, the, the last time you were smoking, according to the podcast. You guys were at a rave, right? Yeah, we went to see Subtronics a couple weeks ago uh, in Boston. It was quite a show. So I have Wait. a question yeah. for you, Chaba. Like, uh -huh. have and I'm not insulting the the scene at all because you and I certainly had our day. Um, and if I'm going for like a long run, there's nothing that will get you through it, like some dubstep. But uh, ha have you, uh, ha has the crowd not stayed like at a certain age? Like, because one of the things I noticed, like at a show that I went to five years ago, is I was like, oh, whoa, I'm like, not just older, I'm, I'm way older than what's happening in this room. Yeah, no, I would say it was, I mean, I'd say it's was considerably younger than I said subtronics those types of things though like I know I don't get bothered by that you know it's like now like we were that age when we got in and now you, you know and you're a rookie you're a noob you're learning the ropes and now as a crusty veteran you get to teach those young folks how to do things you know so wow what an analogy for golf um I I loved how <laughs> I loved how uh 
one of your guys' takeaways from that show was how much relief you felt getting out of the middle and getting close oh to God. where the bathroom was. And it's like not a pit guy. You, you want to talk about like old guys at a rave, like the, the highlight is being close to a bathroom. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had so much space back there. Even when we went to Nero, actually, in the fall, when we got there, the guy was like, oh, I'll remember you guys. You'll be the oldest ones here. He's like, just come back in like an hour. That's Let's awesome. That My favorite it? thing about Nero is they've played the same set for 15 years and you can never get sick of it. Never. I know. It's amazing. Like, hey, we're going to play Welcome Reality front to back and everyone's going to lose their mind. You're like, yeah. cool. There was nobody in there, too. You could tell the people didn't even know who Nero was. And then there was us just going ham. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, we were first in line. Yeah, we were. twice. Play, play promises. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Innocent. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we should have. Crush, crush, crush. Yeah, dude. That's yeah, it. And that's absolutely. it. Not gonna lie, that'll that'll make an appearance on the Spotify every now and then when you gotta oh, go yeah. pound some pavement for sure. So, yeah. so what are you guys listening to on a day in the office? You pop on the radio. What's I, know, I like to turn do the, knob, on the knob Fridays. I've been I've been doing. I, so I shaped surfboards for a long time. And so for the better of my adult life thus far, I've spent in a little dusty room by myself. So um, I was, yeah, I, mean, I mean, now with Spotify and everything, it's wild. But back in the day, it was like, you know, I transferred CDs to a computer and had like a huge library of, of stuff. So like I went daily with kind of what I did, you know, and um, I think for the most part, my, my music's pretty eclectic, but, um, Fridays, I like to do funk, like, you know, George Clinton, Roger and Zab, kind of the like West coast, California, old school stuff, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, on Friday, anybody who's not dead. Yeah, <laughs> not, no, no, no cause no, most just all, see, all of them are dead good music stopped after like, <laughs> yeah, nine, so, nine, so, know, so Sinatra's dead. Yeah. Sammy's dead. Dean is dead. No, we only listen to dead guy. Music. Yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I've been on a big like old school country kick lately, like 50s, wow. 60s country. Um, just like banjo. Yeah, mm-hmm. Marty just, Robbins. Just Marty Robbins, and and you know um, that that stuff's been been groovy, and um, it gets to a point where like maybe stuff without words or stuff you don't want to sing to because you like need it to just be part of what you're doing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. rather than just like everything you're focusing on um but the i like all- music is pretty good for that you know yeah I, no yeah, words sure. so, so what about so do you guys ever listen to music on the golf course or just no speakers oh yeah, yeah okay every time okay. Yeah. We, yeah. we uh we're we're advocates of it we have a, a five and a half hour long playlist perfect for a very quick round at an la municipal golf course yeah um called <laughs> that was a shot yeah it's called uh swing loop and um, the playlist is curated of instrumental surf music, lounge music, crooner music, jazz, some funk. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we've got the tunes going every single round for sure. And the tunes that we play often invoke from our playing partners like, damn, dude, like you guys are setting like a really great vibe here and just kind of transforms you back into like an older time for sure. So that's a Spotify playlist that people can yeah, find out yeah. there. Swing loop. Yeah, swing loop. And um, it's been very well received. You know, Spotify is a tough place to get any traction, but there's like 1,500 likes on that playlist, which again, 
whatever, you know, but it's kind of cool. Like how many people have like enjoyed that playlist. Then we made a Christmas playlist called Merry Swankmas, which is just the swankiest Christmas playlist of all time. So uh, music is a big part of what we do. I think like with Nation, what we wanted to do is not just be an apparel brand, but be like a lifestyle brand because this isn't just us selling shirts because like we've got some hard on for vintage aesthetic. It's like, hey, as much of this that can permeate your life as possible is great. So here's a beer that we made. Here's a playlist that we made. Here's a talk show that we're doing. Here's the scotch and cigars that we drink. Here are the clothes that we sell. Come on down to our office, take a load off and like, we'll hang out with you. So nation is much more of a lifestyle than it is like, Hey, buy a shirt, you know, where do you source your cigars from? Yeah. I was just going to ask the same thing. What's the cigar all over. Um, yeah, I think are any of them communist. Yeah, the one I, I smoked the most is a punch champion. Um, and it was one, it's just got this like those little hourglass shapes, you know? Um, mm. and it's like small, but they just burn forever. And you know, when you're on the golf course, it's like you can't you can't have one that's too long, but yeah. you don't want it too short, too, right. you know. So um, where, where do they roll those up? Uh, pro- I don't know, probably Dominican or whatever, you know. Yeah. This show, technically golf podcast, has a really odd uh, pro. Uh, uh, they they like to go political, which is mm. which is awesome. No, we don't. We I, I, no, 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 not in a bad we keep way. Politics but like, out of this all the time, dude. If you want, I had like, a feeling you guys were communists. If, if, you, if you want an update on like what's going on in Russia, this is the podcast. Oh wow, to. Yeah. totally. Yeah. A lot going on over there. There's a yeah. lot going on. Sonny, I, I have to compliment you. I am like fascinated by the way your mind works. Like when you're in the middle of a conversation, you're constantly asking these questions out loud that like, I, I don't think a lot of people think of. And then you will go and actively search out the answer. Like the other day you were talking about, you know, how like an Italian person can speak to a Spanish person because the language overlaps by like 87%. <laughs> And I was like, damn, dude, this guy's mind is like, it works in such a different way. And then I also think like, you're of like, we're, we're the same generation. I only graduated two years before you, but like, you're very savvy and like, hey, I can find out this information very, very quickly. And like, I, I love how on the podcast, you like, will ask something, then Google it and then process that information and like, continue it on and be like wow that's that's kind of fucking interesting like here's how much it costs to play at a russian country club here's how these languages overlap like this is why the Domino's thing is bullshit it's not really like jakisha bringing you your your food it's it's uh, it's it's rafael instead you know it's I, I i really appreciate that about your style i'm a big information guy i was just telling chubba last night i can't wait for the augmented reality glasses to come out because as soon as i can add to what i'm seeing out here like i'm so excited to be able to do that just be like every it's going to outline everything for you like i don't need to, i and i've said the same thing a million times on this podcast too like you could strap me into a virtual world and i would just live just give me a pill to eat every day strap <laughs> me in a bed if i could, if they like you can live till 200 if you live in this virtual world i would just strap me in right yeah, we now. were sitting at a we were sitting at the bar when we were talking about this and he said the reason he was excited about it because he could just be like guess how long this bar is and then we could bet on it and then we could use the augmented reality to figure out the distance <laughs> <laughs> 16 and a half yeah. <laughs> guess how long this bar is the reason i appreciate that is because i would never sit down and say that or think that or then go actively seek out the information let alone bet on it and then take it the next <laughs> step further and be like well we would know an augmented reality 
Yeah. Soon enough. Soon yeah. enough. I appreciate that though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, nice. I'm about- a radio guy. Okay. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Bowski is funny because Bowski was like a, a little con- conflicted because he's the uh, captain of the nation golf team, apparently. Um, but he also has a lifestyle golf brand, which you guys hate. So it was kind of like, do I, where, where do I fall? You know, but he ended up with the last time we talked to him, he said he was going to be here. He was like, yeah, you know what? I, six, I, nine works for us. I want this stated for the record and I want it stated very clear. Mm-hmm. Young Bowski is not only a friend of ours, but we support everything that he does. We want him to be successful in everything that he does. He is the most positive person in the world. He's constantly bringing new people out to the golf course and becoming friends with them. He came down here, spent hours with us. The only guest that finished a bottle of scotch, asked for a second cigar, and then hung out for three hours afterwards. And I have no idea how he made it home. God bless He him said he it. was so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't exactly a short drive. But um, the, the dude is, he's great. So, like, we're rooting for guys like that because we're rooting for our friends. And when we posted that video, there was another account called Calamari Airlines that took it the wrong way they thought that we were attacking guys like young bowski and we're like dude young bowski not only is a friend of ours he was on our show and like we talked about all the differences and coexisting and all that stuff so we're huge fans of him and actually um i know you guys love breaking news and i'm gonna break something on this Ooh. podcast right now yes yeah young bowski uh played in the people's championship and <laughs> i don't know if he told that to you guys that he was going to do that or not he did but uh the scga put on a tournament that bowski was a part of and if you guys haven't heard that from him two or three times and haven't seen it on the internet just know that that happened and he no, we'll have to broach that next episode if he shows up yeah i think they were even i think they even set up a film crew to, to kind of follow him for the day really? Really? yeah i i now work yeah. for the scga and when i first got there they were like uh we've 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 found the san diego based influencer his name is uh jung bowski and uh, <laughs> like, oh this is incredible you know i was like this is fantastic like, oh you know him i'm like Hell yeah, I know. This is going to be great, dude. You guys picked the right guy for it. And he went all in. He's a relentless promoter. Um, and he he uh, he did a great job. Now, he did finish 16th in his flight of 20. Uh, so he's the New York Knicks of uh, amateur qualifiers, fourth to last place. And um, hopefully next year he, he has a better showing. But the video content that they produced with him was awesome, for sure. Yeah, he's an entertaining guy. Yeah, funny dude. Yeah, um, he's kind of the West Coast Chuba. Yeah, I know, and they look exactly. I mean, I photoshopped their faces onto each other's, and you couldn't even <laughs> yeah. tell the difference. Yeah, I love that because you put both of these these guys in nation. Gear. I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my final question, and you, we can end whenever. But my final question is, um, you know, as we were talking earlier, Adam with the sweater, and you guys are clearly pain is beauty guys, which I appreciate. I respect the hell out of that. Uh, when it comes to cigars, though, is that for the brand or do you guys actually enjoy smoking cigars god if you were never if you were never nation golf or even didn't golf would you be smoking cigars i you know it's funny you say that yes the 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 short answer the the long version is i i never was a cigarette smoker but i love the smell of a cigarette Mm, you know so good and i mean (laughs) i i was born in 81 so you know i was 
you know, windows up in my grandma's Cadillac, you know, driving to her friend's little cabin in Big Bear, just me and her on like a grandma grandson weekend, you know, and she's just mm. ripping Carlton 120s with the windows up and the AC blasting. And I'm just going, yeah, yeah, loving it, you know, and like that smell of just saturated leather and nicotine, you know, and, um, and then fast forward, you know, my grandpa was a huge cigar smoker and it's just like, I like, you know, you go to a wedding or something. And if I even smell a cigar lit from, you know, a quarter mile away, I'll be like, dude, who's got cigars? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just, I, I don't know what it is. I just love the like aromatic. Yeah. You know, you know, how, gives you. you know how kid rock can smell a pig from a mile away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't do politics, buddy. We do not this do politics. Cigar from a mile yeah. away. Here's what I would say about cigars. Yes. Uh, would absolute. I was smoking them before nation and will continue to smoke them. Um, the, uh, there's a barrier of entry and I feel like every great thing in life has that barrier of entry. When you first go into your dad's fridge and sneak a beer, there's not a person in the world who's first sip. They're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever had, but you work through that. And then beer becomes the greatest you thing. You battle through ever. that until you're an alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's the same thing with whiskey and scotch and cigars. What my problem is with today's society is our kids are going to be going into our fridges and pulling out white claws. And that is a damn shame that so no, like for me, no, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge, what you guys would probably call pussy, you know, like white claws and vapes all day for me. If I smell a cigar, put one in my mouth, I gag and throw up. So like, and I have, I have, I just have the, like, I, I don't want to say I know because I don't want to put words in your guys's mouth, but I know people are just faking that they like them because and it's often it's like, yeah, my grandfather liked them or like, you know, just trying to impress dad or whatever and pretend like I'm a big man too. That's just my personal thought on it. Um, so I was just curious if you guys are, you know, cause I think it fits your brand for sure. And like, you know, dressing up in a sweater on an 85 degree day fits the brand. So I didn't know if it was just kind of like uh, a shtick. Okay, well, here's the thing. And I no one loves a bit and no one loves shtick more than me. Um, and I'm a huge fan of your bits, Chuba. And um, I would say that the sweater was not about the brand. It was about self-consciousness. And, yeah, right, yeah, covering and, up the and, and cigars are it's just awesome that it fits into the brand. We don't smoke cigars because we have a, a vintage clothing brand. We smoke cigars because we love them and it happens to pair up perfectly. And it's like, okay, great. You know, um, like, yeah, there's, it, it, they just go hand in hand and we're lucky that they do because we love our cigars. I, I hear the barrier of entry thing though, too, because I drink whiskey. It was tough for me, but I wanted to, I tried hard to get into whiskey. I you know, and now you love it, right? I love it now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I still only pick Bob when I go in there, but you know, one day I'll learn. Yeah, um, but another thing, one one last thing too. Honey, um, honey hold that thought and don't yeah. forget it because I hate interrupting people and making them forget yeah, their thoughts. The next time you go to a show and you want to offer phantom stranger drinks to girls, oh, yeah. if you were to hand <laughs> them, they wouldn't bat an eye because they're like, "What? Well, no psycho would drug a whiskey, but you're handing True. a Red Bull vodka. That True. is that, that's such a roofie drink. You know, One of the funniest roofie of whiskey. So next time life. you're buying, next time you're buying drinks for an entire uh rave go with whiskey yeah, that's true no one will take it i'll get to drink it all yeah. um uh but yeah uh 
shoes for you guys. You don't get it. Uh, still wearing like Foot Joy Classic. Like I, I used to have a pair of wingtip Foot Joy Classics patent leather, white and black. They were my favorite golf shoes ever. But the second I, I put a sneaker shoe on my foot, it was like I couldn't. I could, I can't go back. So you, I, do you have you guys put on comfortable shoes? Do you or do you only wear like the classics? Are you calloused beyond the blisty phase? Do you get blisties out there with those those honkers? No, no. I I, I have a lot of classics, but. Um the the lambda guys have hooked me up um with some shoes and what i like about theirs is it's still like the the like old welt style construction but there's like a little eva foam in there so they're Mm. they're they're fairly comfortable um the thing about the the old shoes that that have that kind of welt thing especially the classics with like a wood those are what i had i love those so much i think i gave them leather sole had those for a while it's it's like a it's like a pair of Red Wings, you know. It's like you break them in, and it's like hell on earth, you know. But once they're broken in, you can't. It's basically a custom insole. So it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. If you're looking for instant gratification, you can put some disposable like squishy sneakers on. But how how long do they last? You know, yeah. you're gonna be re-upping on your Ricky Fowler Pumas in like three months. Yeah, and like the, a Foot Joy Classic lasts you ten fucking years. You know, you take you do get wet socks in the sneakers. You know, nobody's and, figured that out yet. And they they. Plus, I like, you know, I like a little pain for my game. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, yeah, pain is beauty. Um, you gotta work for pain, it, you know? Pain is good, you know? How Can many rounds does I, it take you to break those in? The Lambdas are, like, out of – that's what blew me away is they, they sent me one pair and – These are Lambdas yeah. for your listening oh, wow. audience. They look a lot like Footjoy Classics, but they're made in Italy or uh, – Portugal. But hmm. they, How's that truck in the background for you guys right now? Can you hear that? No. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. What's great about them is they're, they're comfy out of the box, but my thing with like the athletic shoes is like, it feels like you're standing on riser pads, you know, whereas the old, old shoes are a little like kind of lower profile, lower to the ground. Um, and I just feel like, you know, creature of habit, you get used to playing in something for so long that like, dude, you put me in some fucking air maxes. I feel like I'm tipping over. You know what I mean? Mm. And they're just, they're just too, too bulbous and, you know, um, high for, you don't don't need those extra inches. Yeah. And it's like, God, I I mean, thank God there's all these athletic shoes out there because golf is such a demanding sport, just standing there while the ball's sitting still, you know, um, God forbid you'd be uncomfortable doing that. But, um, that's why we have dry fit and stuff for all the sweaty cheaters out there. And, um, <laughs> but it's good, you know, we gotta, we gotta grow, grow that aspect of the game because everyone needs to be so athletic, you know? Hey, Sonny, here's another thing yeah. we'll say about shoes is, um, they definitely, it's, it's the opposite of the cherry on top because it's literally the cherry on bottom. Uh, when you see mm. a guy wearing like a nice suit and you're, you're going, leather? you're going head to toe on him and you get down and he's wearing sneakers with a suit. Uh, you just want to turn him around and kick him Next right on ESPN. Yeah, you you yeah. just want to kick him right in the asshole for that. Uh, so the shoes, uh, not only are they comfortable after, after a minute, but they, they go with the outfit. And if you were to wear like sneakers with this, with slacks, um, mm. you should just punt on life really. Yeah, that's why I asked because I, I mean, I, I've, I'm glad you found something a little more comfortable than the classics because the classics do get a little hard sometimes yeah. uh, on the on the on the sole. Sonny, do you have a master's tattoo? I do. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you excited? Two weeks, baby. 
I'm the big masters uh, guy right there. I like it. So everyone can see it. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. I don't show it off because I'm not ready to get absolutely pummeled by my followers yet. Or if I do oh. show it, uh, you know, I'll probably. You know, I was listening to a podcast the other day. I don't know if you guys know Bradford Wilson. Um, he was talking to Roger Steele, and uh, these guys have both amassed big followings. But they were talking about like how it's better to have like the twenty right followers than like a hundred thousand of just strangers you'll never ever meet and care about their opinion. He was like, "How many people in real life do you actually spend quality time with?" At, at our age, maybe eight or ten. And so like, we're all chasing like this giant following of people we'll never ever spend a single second with. And then we care about their opinion of what we're saying. And they, they were both saying like, we would rather have like the 20 right followers than like a hundred thousand clowns that we'll never hang out with. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, just the community aspect of what, what comes out of all this Instagram stuff. It's cool if you get the right people. And obviously you guys have, done a good job of getting exactly what you know what you like um you know what works for you and i don't think there's anybody that's following you guys that isn't like right with you on that stuff it, that's a great point and we got a taste of what it was like to have other people come into it and shit on us and then we on we took an honest assessment of why did that happen what could we do better and Ryan and I agreed that neither one of us liked that feeling. And hmm. we were responsible for creating that feeling. We put that content out there. People didn't take it the right way. Some people didn't, you know, our, our followers loved it. And then other people didn't. And we were like, is this worth it? Is it worth getting clicks and eyeballs to create like arguments about something that's supposed to be fun? And we both agreed like, no, we don't want to slow down and just be looking at our phones while he's trying to spend time with his new baby. I'm trying to spend time with my kids. And we're fighting off people that we've never talked to that don't understand what we're doing, but that's not their fault. Like that's who mm -hmm. they are. Like we, we did that. We did that by putting that out there. And so we both agreed after that, like, you know what, we'll just grow this YouTube thing slowly instead of going mm -hmm. for like that big punch, you know? Did you guys see an uptick in like followers after that um, on Instagram? I'm just curious. Um, um yes so because i like, feel like even though it might have had the negatives it probably got out to some people that agree with you followers. too you know yeah. yeah so some people definitely man this recycling truck is killing us but god bless the environment someone else yeah. but um they uh and i'm really sorry if this is ruining the podcast oh, no, yes fine. there was an uptick for sure but it wasn't worth it because even though we might have grabbed some like-minded people which is the goal at what cost and mm -hmm. uh the cost was a lot of time spent having you know internet conversations that we didn't necessarily deem like a good use of of our of our mindset and like i don't mean to get all philosophical with it but there is a mental health aspect to the internet and man it can be detrimental at times and like we're on the phone like holy shit, dude like people are calling us racist people are like saying like this kind of shit like what happens if they go onto our personal pages take pictures of us and our kids screenshot it and then like we're memes that are getting blasted out all over the world like just not worth it and i know that that's slippery slope shit and the likelihood of that happening is low but at the same time it could happen and we don't want to like that that's not why we're here that's not why we show up that's not why we do what we do 
And uh, it was a great learning lesson. And, and I think when I was talking to Ryan on the phone, I was like, we just learned a really great lesson at a really low price. Let's not forget it, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's better to just kind of fight for what you believe in than to go against the other side. You That's know? well said. That is well yeah. said. And I think we walked away agreeing like, we're just going to do what we do. And, um, and, and that's that. And people ask us our opinion, we're not going to hide from it. That's kind of what makes us us is that we're, we're very outward with what we think and what we feel, but we don't need to like, you know, condense that content and put it through a confetti cannon and throw it out to everyone and be like, Oh, let, let the haters hate, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. fuck that. yeah I'm, I'm glad you guys came on. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Chaba. No, I was just going to say, speaking of doing what you do, I'm a big uh, matching outfits guy. Was this planned for everyone that is not visually watching? Here? Actually, both the nation uh, guys know. are both in black shirts. What are we doing on pants? We match no. the pants too. Was this an accident? A, Did we show up at 6 a.m.? Whoa. I'm in a Navy, Navy crew neck. Um, Cause I rolled oh, out that blue. Just walk here. Yeah. yeah. And oh. Hawk is in his standard all black from head to toe. Um, and also standard for hawk is each shade of black does not match so uh, dude uh, very consistent that happens um, to me all the time it drives yeah. me crazy why are yeah. there so many different shades of black it should be I, one shade shouldn't there just be one black yeah shouldn't black just be one like jet black only yeah, yeah it's know? crazy that there are different it have like i i'm a big all black uh in a lot of different arenas of life and yeah. i can never find it to be yeah. perfectly matching ever yeah never yeah i'm I'm all black every day drives this guy nuts but that goes back to the whole seattle thing of like how can you look as skinny and depressed as possible all the time and uh that carried with me down to uh i I know we're sitting in san clemente but la and um yeah so so that's that and um we did not plan this and we're not matching it just might appear that it does look like it's both black yeah 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 well what are you gonna do we're you know, not- like I said, I'm a big matching outfits guy. I try to match outfits with anybody as, as often as I can. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I remember we went to a show once and you had coordinated that everybody dressed like me that day. And I did. And I showed up <laughs> and uh, 10 people. You had a very particular rave style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to see 10 people dressed <laughs> felt like, like it needed to be honored was, was insane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was That's good. pretty funny. Leave it to Chubba. That's pretty funny. Yes, leave it to Chubba. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, are you guys excited? Golf season starts for you soon. Yeah, I've already played twice two rounds this year. I got a couple. I broke 80 twice already this year. I'm good to go. Sweet. I'm still ready. We are March 25th. Not a single three putt this year for me. The season's going great. Nice. Nice. We're actually going to get Chubba's first round in tomorrow. So we'll update you on that three. Okay. We don't need to do. Hasn't played since uh, what? October. Yeah. Where are you guys right now? Uh, We're in Foxborough, Mass, right outside Gillette. So Boston. Ba- yep, yeah, same Boston. thing. Yeah, we're all from Boston. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. How is Boston this time of year? Uh, it's trash. <clears throat> it's trash. Yeah. It's too sugar coated. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why anybody lives in the where winter is cold. Honestly, we just complain about it every year, and then in the fall, you just like hold on to that as hard as you can. Like, yeah, but the fall is really nice, you know. Yeah. And it lasts hey, like favorite three days. favorite show all time. Cheers. I'm a big cheers guy. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to get you out there. Yeah, big cheers. Nice little guy. bar there. Yeah. I've been there. I want you guys to come out, see the spot, and then we go play some golf together. That'll be fun. Yeah, I think we're trying to book uh, something in July out there. Um, so, yeah, we like to go for the nice warm time, you know. Yeah, well, you yeah, guys yeah, have yeah, a discrepancy in your handicaps, correct? 
like Sonny and I do. He's Sonny's way better at golf than I am. I I believe I talked at some point. Ryan's a lower handicap than Adam. Uh, 100%. Yeah, he's way better than I am. And uh, so question for you, Adam. Ryan, I know you do uh, the tips from the tips, uh, which I assume you are a big play from the tips guy. Is that correct? I mean, yeah, I'll play wherever the group wants to play, but, you know. How debilitating I, is that for you, Adam? <laughs> well, <laughs> here's what I'll say, Chubb, a great question. At municipal golf courses, the tips are always like, six inches back from the white yeah. it's like mm, such true. a joke you know mm. um so it's not that big of a deal and then the other course that he takes me out to is his club in the desert uh indian wells which is like a super old school classic charming desert course and it's one of these golf courses where they built it and they're like we want to make this the most pleasurable experience for the golfer ever we're not going to kick them in the teeth they didn't drive this far to have a terrible time so the tips out there how, how long is that question that's like 6800 yards yeah it's it's, like it's totally doable if we were going to like pga west or tpc sawgrass and he's like let's play the tips i would just say okay i'll be uh hitting three from the other side of that water carry every single right, right, no right. problem yeah yeah, so the tips are not debilitating where we play, but it, it could get that way for sure. Love that. And though Indian, well, what's the deal with those carts out there? Are those privately owned? Yeah, it's like a very swanky collection of carts. Is that yeah? What my, you get the, when you go there, the one I have is the I my grandparents had his and hers matching. Uh, my grandma's was like canary yellow. My grandpa's was that root beer brown, and you know long after they had passed and you know those carts were gone i was just like dude because i grew up just riding in those things with them you know and um we started going out and frequenting the desert a lot more and i was like well fuck i want to get i, I want to get one of those so i i searched for his cart in particular thinking that it could be out there somewhere i mean how many could there be you know and um after a number of years of searching it finally led me to that brown cart which was the same model um and uh, I ended up getting it and slowly fixing it up. And I remember when I bought it, I was like, dude, I was confiding in a buddy and we're out there. It's like dark and an alley in Palm Desert. And I'm like, am I making a mistake? You know, <laughs> fast forward, it was the best decision I ever made. I bought that thing for a thousand bucks cash, like maybe 15, 20 years ago. Wow. But, to your question, Shaba, because I see where you're going with this. It's a, it's a uh, question that he gets a lot. Those carts are not provided by the golf course. Those carts are individually owned by Ryan and a few of his friends. And Ryan pays a monthly parking fee at his club. So it's always there when he goes there. Uh, it's down in the garage with all the rest of them and they pull it out. And then the other ones are stored at various different spots of people that have houses out there. So and yeah, and the club like, like, for my turn event, you have like, like 10 of them. Yeah, so we do, we, and we basically bring the fleet out and they let us do it for our tournament out there. So the members and all the homeowners and stuff love it because it's like basically just a huge throwback weekend and everyone's kind of, you know, we do a little bit of a of a swanky parade for them and stuff. And yeah, um, it, but, it's a lot of fun. There are a number of, of classic carts still out there, um, but now you got guys on freaking mopeds and shit you know it's all the, the, the floodgates are open but you guys should be stoked so <laughs> yeah. 
I would rip the hell out of one of those. When are, when are you? When are you guys gonna get a golf board and just like slash the fairways, dude? Yeah, you know, no, the golf is not very chill around here. Yeah, uh, you know, I I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure somewhere is gonna let you like you know do all that stuff, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know one course that has any of that cool stuff around here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what's interesting is when you see all those carts at that event, like people are driving them from their house like ten minutes down the road, and like going down like a main street with them just to get into that tournament. Like they're not just there. They all have to get there, you know? Yeah. 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 That, that tournament's definitely a vibe out there in the desert. Those pictures. I'd love to have awesome. you guys. I, I think you guys would love to see it and it would really demonstrate to you like why we do what we do. And uh, you would get treated to a bunch of free booze and food and golf and, and love it. I think uh, we will let you guys dress us for your tournament and then you come play in one of ours and we get to dress you. Ooh, done deal of that yeah. done deal i am gonna need like a long sleeve black shirt something that like, <laughs> kind of hides what's going we'll do on do you up good maybe a, a red mock neck oh uh, yeah yeah baggy though yeah like a white shirt with joggers sure yeah no <laughs> who doesn't want their ankles cuffed you know i nothing nothing like showing ankle skin that's a good look for sure yeah, it's a little breeze you could use that little breeze out there yeah. Do jogger guys sunscreen the ends of their ankles that show, or like, is that a thing? We well, can wear a sock. Yeah. Hmm. Well, then, oh, yeah. Imagine just a little the strip of a tan line when you wear the joggers between the yeah. sock and the jogger. That's actually pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys could come on. It's nice to yeah. know that we can coexist uh, in this world of golf. You know, uh, if anybody thought that maybe that wasn't possible, it is always. Uh, Nice to hear both sides. Nice for you guys to clear up exactly what you meant. Uh, and uh, obviously go check out Nation Golf at Nation Golf on Instagram. Uh, a very unique way to consume golf content. Uh, enjoyable, high quality. I mean, your, your YouTube stuff is like the most, we're like, we literally spent hours trying to make it so we didn't echo in the same room. And we're just like, how do people do podcasts? We just can't not, figure not out even, how the people go in the same room. not confident that we nailed that. So Hopefully we can release this episode. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Like I said, I'm a fan of your guys' show and I'm not just saying that I have listened to a number of episodes. I think what you guys have that is the most important is you guys have good content and good conversation. The technical quality can, you know, always be improved upon as you guys go, but it's dude, I listen to it in my car all the time. It's, it's, it, it works, you know, everyone can always make what they're doing better. We're trying to make what we do better. So we appreciate the compliments and not only can we, I don't think coexisting is enough, but being actual buds that support mm -hmm. each other is really what we're in it for. And I go back with Chuba a long way. We have some stories that like, if we told out loud, I would get divorced and um i you know sunny i told you like i'm a big fan of like the way that your mind works and how how you approach it so uh beyond coexisting let the listening audience know like yeah we're buds we're buds for we're sure have to maybe we'll have nation come on and do like an, a little etiquette uh a little etiquette segment here and there and teach yeah, people hey, you know give it. them some of the old with the new you know yeah what was funny is i was championing i was i was texting chubb i was like i want to get on the podcast and he's like yeah 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 and he gave me the classic like i'll reach out with some dates you know which yeah, I'll figure out a like, time. yeah which means like fuck off you know like i'm good um, but then like this one video gets posted that like offended him at the core and he's like, Hey, you want to come on now? And I'm like, you know what? Absolutely. And Six o'clock on a Friday morning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and since I do go back with Chubba and I'm very like hyper aware to like 
his setup and knockdown, I was like, I'm just going to be walking into the lion's den. Let me disarm that ahead of time. Um, which was a, a fun little DM conversation we had back and forth. Here's a question for you. I said, so 6 AM you went down to the shop in LA there and uh, <laughs> drinking beers. What do you do with the rest of your day now? Do you continue that path on the buzz train or? Um, well, I didn't get buzzed off of this Miller high life. Oh, this is my daughter, Palmer. Palmer. We have, I wish we actually have a friend with a daughter named Palmer. Who's probably yeah, just the same age actually right. named after arnie um no <laughs> yeah yeah so will i continue no i actually like now we move into prep mode because we are going to be shooting a show here in a second we got a guest coming down and so uh we move into prep mode after this so the beer was simply because uh ryan didn't have any coffee made when i got in okay so breakfast beer into prep beers and then maybe into a show whiskey um, there's definitely going to be a show whiskey, no doubt. Did no you doubt. just walk the camera into a different room, removing Palmer from the screen? Just to um, her screen time? It wasn't to remove Palmer as much as it was to get on some much-needed battery, because I know we're wrapping it up and we're saying goodbye, um, but I 100% don't want the goodbye to just end right in the middle of it. bug is totally real and i want everyone to experience that it's like the one drug on this planet where it doesn't kill you you know um yeah. so every everyone should experience that for sure we're just saying like hey as you come to experience it like let's not trash the place let's not look for clickbait out here like let's just have a good time you know and uh yeah not to be redundant but that's where we're at oh yeah yeah buddy golf doesn't kill you tell you that to pain stewart <laughs> oh well actually the the failure of his uh the pressure in his cabin killed him in his airplane but oh is that yeah. poor guy rip yeah yeah what it what, what, what thanks Chella. what a, what a way to end it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right yeah.